Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Schrackbein, joined every Monday and Wednesday by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk or subscribe anywhere you get your podcast today. Fully loaded show. Najee Harris opened up about the running back market, Dalvin Cook's release, and what the future holds for him. Alex Highsmith is looking for a contract extension before training camp. Is it going to happen? And then the Steelers brought in two more linebackers that I think we uh, should start keeping an eye on as we approach the end of minicamp. It is a beautiful morning here in the Berg after it rained all night long. My plants outside look like a tornado went by, but we needed it. We needed it. I stood on the porch yesterday. My fiance made fun of me because I said I was holding my cup of coffee. And I said, ah, we need this rain. And she just laughed (laughs) and walked inside. You really turned it into a dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cat dad. That's the same thing. You know, you got four of them. It's it, it equals out to one child. That's what I've right. heard. But, uh, right. One cat equals a quarter of a child. That's I've always <laughs> heard that exchange rate too. Yeah, <laughs> that is. That's what they tell you at the vet when they, uh, when you get one. Um, but how you feeling, my friend? How's, uh, how's life treating you? Feeling good. Feeling good. Yeah. It's, uh, been a pretty good week. Needed that rain. I'd just been plastered and sitting inside my room playing a lot of MLB the show. That's nice. That's been my life for the past half a week, I guess. That's beautiful. The show is a phenomenal baseball game. Congratulations to you, by the way. I don't think we, uh, I think it happened Monday night that the Heat did not win the NBA Finals. Yes. So. Yeah, that was huge for me. That was uh, a big yeah, yeah. in my life. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's bad, you know, the second, it's a good consolation prize. Uh, Jokic, I know we talk a lot of basketball on the show now, but Jokic might be my new favorite human being because he just doesn't oh, care yeah. at all. Yeah. About that, anything that, at all. As I saw someone say on Twitter, they were like, "We're gonna really find out how mandatory the championship parade is because I don't oh, think yeah. Jokic, I think Jokic just wants to go home. I, I don't he think does. He, he said care. it. This He's is like, day job. Home. This is day <laughs> job, man. I respect that so much. He is like, he is the best at the in the world right now at what he does, and he's just like, this is not interesting to me at all. I, no. I'm the best basketball player in the world, and I don't care. Nah, no, nah, everybody is. Our uh, where's he from? Serbia, 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 yeah, Serbia. Excuse me, I can't say words this morning. Um, he's from Serbia. I would imagine everybody there is just like, what are you talking? What's a parade? I thought you just. They're right. just working, making right. a lot of money playing basketball. Good for him, though. You know, good for him. I, I wish, uh, I wish I could not care as much as as much as he does. To be honest with you. All right, let's talk some Pittsburgh Steelers football. We'll start with Alex Highsmith. Talked yesterday about how he's looking for a contract extension before training camp. He's not going to hold in during mini camp. Obviously, everybody knows in Pittsburgh, it's not a holdout; it's a hold in. Players show up. They still practice on the sidelines. They're still in meetings. They're still very involved. They just aren't dur- doing team activities. It's been three years since the Pittsburgh Steelers haven't had a hold in during minicamp. Alex Highsmith breaks that trend, but he says that that could come if he doesn't have a deal done by training camp. Excuse me. Do you see that happening? Do you see things moving quickly? Last year was Minka Fitzpatrick who got a deal done before early, which kind of shocked a lot of people. The year before that, TJ Watt was most of training camp where he spent 
his time on the sidelines. Deontay Johnson, a little bit into training camp last year, but got a deal done early. Do you expect Alex Highsmith to kind of follow TJ, Deontay, or, or maybe a Minka here where we get a deal done during this break? Well, I would be really shocked if it spills over much into training camp like a TJ. I, I feel like it'll be more like the uh, more like the Minka situation for a couple mm-hmm. reasons. First of all, I, I don't think this is going to be a huge strain on the Steelers. Like signing Alex Highsmith to an extension is not going to I don't know. His contract, his extension would not look like Minka's or TJ's. Yeah. Uh, so in theory, this this feels like it should be relatively easy to do in my head. Um, Alex Highsmith is a really good player. He deserves his money. And uh, there's no, I, I don't know. I don't know what, there's negotiating to do, but there's not much. I, I feel like the Steelers and Highsmith camp should know what they want from one another. And this should be a relatively straightforward either. We're going to do this or we're not going to do this. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Like, it, I think Alex Highsmith wants to be here. And I think that he understands. Like, the thing about Alex Highsmith is this. If he left, if he hit the open market, he's getting paid. Like, crazy right. money getting paid. He's going to get a Bud Dupree-type deal, maybe a little bit better because he's younger. He's had more production. Like, he, he'll be maybe the hottest name on the market as an outside linebacker. But if he stays in Pittsburgh, he has the understanding. And I think that he fully gets that. He has the understanding that TJ Watts already here. Minka Fitzpatrick's already here. Cam Hayward's getting paid. Deontay Johnson's getting paid. There are already people who are taking up the salary cap who stand a little bit above this guy. And it's not as if, if both of them hit the open market, Alex Highsmith's still going to walk away with more money. If, if Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt both hit the open market today, Alex Highsmith is making a lot of money. TJ Watts making way too much money it's crazy number difference i think he gets that i think that he's gonna take that into you know negotiations obviously a a, an agent isn't gonna look at it like that they're gonna look at it like how much money can we possibly drag out of this guy or or drag out for this guy the steelers are are gonna have an understanding that they want to keep him alex highsmith's gonna have an understanding that i'm not gonna make as much as tj watt i think that number whatever it is is very interesting um you look at guys that are kind of like around him like trey hendrickson is is a good example makes 16 million dollars in 60 million so 16 million dollars a year it's a four-year 60 million dollar deal i could think that is like a a number that suits him um you know you also got guys like bud dupree who had a five-year 82.5 million dollar deal that was closer to 20 million dollars a year like are you going to get closer to that? I, I think that somewhere in that ballpark is fine, but I would imagine it's probably the lower end. Yeah. No, yeah. I was going to say $15 million seems like kind of where you'd start if you're the Steelers, and then you yeah. you work your way up. You know, Highsmith probably counters with 18 or something like that. Four years seems like a lot to me, though. I, I feel like they might try to go. Like a three-year like, deal? Yeah, I feel like three years would. I, I don't know. Maybe not. But He doesn't get that. I think the thing is, is that like, this is his fourth year. So whatever this contract extension is starts at the end of this season, which is a huge, like most teams, most guys, they get their contract extension. I mean, Dalvin cook is a prime example of this. Everybody's talking about, you know, we well, signed a five-year deal in 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or in 2021. Yeah. But it started in 2022. Like that's the, mm-hmm. you know, or, or he signed it in 2020 and then it started in 2022. That 2021 season was still on his first deal. Alex Highsmith's first deal ends after the season. So if he doesn't get paid, he jumps to free agency. Do you think that the franchise tag 
is an option if a deal doesn't get done? Do you think that the Steelers could be looking at the situation and saying, yeah, we don't really we don't really know what our salary cap's going to be because in the next two years, you got to figure out your offensive line because James Daniels' deal is going to be up. Mason Cole's deal is going to be up. Chooks Corfor's deal is, is going to be nearing an end. Um, and Dan Moore, and, and you got Broderick for a while, but Deontay Johnson's deal is going to be nearing an end. Pat Fryermute's going to need a new deal. Najee Harris is going to need a new deal. You know, you're coming up on all these names. Do you bag Alex Highsmith now, or do you possibly consider a franchise tag? I don't hate the idea of a franchise tag, but I'd rather just sign him. I don't know. Like I, there are a lot of those guys that I think are not priorities in the same way that Highsmith should be. Mm-hmm. So like I'm, I don't know. I'm not looking that far ahead just yet. I, I would rather take Highsmith right now and worry about the rest of that stuff later. Um, because I don't know. Like I, I feel like it's easier to live without Chupacabra for or Deontay Johnson yeah. than it is to without. Alex Highsmith. Um, yep. So, yeah, I, you know, hate the idea of a franchise tag, but I don't know. I, I would just sign him sign him this year, like sign his extension this year. I, I, I don't – because the other thing is I think this is such an important year for them, mm-hmm. for the team as a whole. I would just – I would just want the vibes to be good. I wouldn't want this kind of hanging over you as you enter training camp. I wouldn't want this to, I don't know, mess with anything in the locker room. I wouldn't even want to risk that quite honestly. And and that's why I think it, it's really important that they just, they just get it out of the way. They just get it done and figure the rest of it out later. Quite honestly. I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like there should be some sense of urgency here. Yeah. I kind of agree. Like I like the vibes. Like I think that the Steelers are in a good spot. I think Alex Highsmith is a very team oriented guy, which I think is huge. Right. The fact that he understands his role, I think is super important as well. I agree. Like, why would you mess that up by not getting a contract done? I don't know if it if it would like, I don't know if it would hinder him. You know, like, I don't know if if Alex Highsmith doesn't get a deal done. Like, is he going to sit out? I don't think so. I think he would still play this season. I don't think he would look at it any other way, because at that point, like you're betting on yourself. Like, okay, the Steelers don't want to sign me. Cool. When I hit free agency after another double digit sack season, I'm going to make 20 plus million dollars a year. Like, that's what's. That's what's going to happen. If I stick in Pittsburgh, chances are I'm making 15 to $18 million a year. And yeah, that's awesome. But you know, why would I sit out? Because then my floor or my ceiling lowers whenever I do hit free agency. I agree with that one. I don't know. Like I'm, I look at it like I anticipate a deal getting done. I don't know when it's going to get done. I think Omar Khan is the smartest human being with all of this that I have ever come across in this industry. So I, fully expect him to know how to operate this and get a deal done that works for both sides and get it done smoothly. But at the same time, like, you know, to pay two outside linebackers is a lot of money for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think nobody's taking that into hand is that, yeah, you're, you're bulking up your, your outside linebacker crew. I get that. That's very unusual in the NFL to say, we're going to pay two edge rushers near record breaking contracts. And then while also having Minka Fitzpatrick, and Cam Hayward and Larry Ogunjobi, who's not on a cheap deal, you know, and Cole Holcomb, who's not on a cheap deal, like all these names. It's just, uh, it, it is, I think there's more that goes into it from the Pittsburgh Steelers end than we've acknowledged. Do I still think a deal gets done? Yes. Do I think it gets done by training camp? I don't know, to be honest, but there's a part of me that kind of doesn't want to, because I want to see, I want to see what Nick Herbig does. Like I want to, I want Nick Herbig to take a boatload of first team reps and just, I mean, look, he looks good. He looks he looks very yeah. good, and it would be it would be fun to watch. Yeah, 
I guess it's the other because from a football perspective, I don't think it really matters if Alex Highsmith, Alex Highsmith, Alex Highsmith is that at is. training camp and uh, practicing fully. Like I, I don't think that matters a whole lot from a football perspective. Like no, yeah, you'll get Nate Herbig some reps, and Alex Highsmith will be perfectly ready to go for for <laughs> week one. Um, yes. But yes. yeah, I just uh, yeah, I, I I agree with you. I think a deal is going to get done when. I would lean towards before training camp starts, but you know, I, I, I guess anything can happen. And it's really all about how much Alex Highsmith, Highsmith uh, juggles, like, because I, I think he does like the team, and I, I agree with you. He, I think he likes being in Pittsburgh. Yeah, but at a certain point, you can't pass up certain amounts of money. Like, you, you maybe only have one chance to to get that kind of money and get that kind of contract. Yep, exactly. And that's the part that, you know, you could be as team friendly as you want, but the Steelers could only go down so far. And like, you know, at one point, Deontay Johnson was a guy that the Steelers were like $13 million. And Deontay was like, no chance, you know, and, and everybody, people complained about it, but you looked at it when I totally understand that. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't even think about that either. I'm not the one having to, having to judge whether or not I get 5 million, an extra $5 million or not. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Unless you're Unless that's in front of your face, you can't really. Exactly. When you when when your agent tells you this is how much money you'll get elsewhere, and this is how much money we believe you could get, and then the Steelers come through with an offer that's way less than that, you're you're not sitting around going, ah, it's only ten million dollars. Like, right. no, it's no, it's ten million dollars. Like that's a, yeah. it's a ton of money. There is another contract I want to talk about. I do want to get into Najee Harris and his words on Dalvin Cook and the whole running back market as a whole. But first, we got a word from our boys over at Manscaped. Friends, family, and loved ones, I bet you haven't purchased a Father's Day gift yet, have you? Not to fear, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming are here. I'm talking about our friends at Manscaped. They're saving the day yet again with the total package for the father figure in your life this year. It's time to upgrade his game from waist to face with this exclusive offer. Have him join the 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get 20% off plus free shipping with our code STEALERS20 at manscaped.com. Let's start with the ultimate Father's Day MVP, the Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, he'll find their signature lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, brand new Weed Whacker 2.0 ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold his goodies. And we can't forget about the moneymaker. Manscaped has absolutely changed the game with their brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit for fathers around the world. Included in this Beard Hedger is the Beard Hedger Trimmer, Beard Shampoo and Conditioner, Beard Oil, Beard Balm, and two free gifts with their signature beard comb and scissors. We all know dads love their comfort. If his grooming game routine is already dialed, make sure to hook him up with Manscaped's Boxers 2.0. These are without a doubt the best boxers for a man of all ages. Whether he's mowing the lawn, taking out the trash, or golfing in the sun, these moisture-wicking wicking boxer briefs breathe without breaking a sweat. Get 20% off and free shipping with our code STEALERS20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com, and all you have to do is use our code STEALERS20. Make this Father's Day one he won't forget with Manscaped. Um, Father's Day gift, real quick. I ordered my dad. He's probably going to see this, so I'm not going to say. I ordered my dad a Father's Day present. His birthday is was Monday of this week, so... Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a great son, obviously. I'm I'm the oldest brother. I have an older sister, but I'm the oldest yep. brother. So I kind of I have to be the one that gets the presents. Like that's just, you know, I sign mm-hmm. the card, love your kids. 
told all my siblings that I got, I was like, all right, got the presents. We're good. Everybody, everything's fine. I'll send them out two weeks ago. Monday rolls around. I call my dad and then I hang up the phone. And I go downstairs and what's staring me in the face. My dad's present. No, oh, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> Sent that one out. Still don't think he got that. We'll see if he gets it today. And then mm-hmm. father's day. I was like, Oh, that's fine. I got all the time in the world ordered his present. And the deliver like expected delivery date was like July 1st. I was like, nice. hmm. Yeah. Not very helpful. Yeah. Nah, killed it this year. Let me tell you. I uh <laughs> top notch. Didn't tell any of my siblings that they didn't get he didn't get the gift on his oh, birthday. So they, yeah, they yeah, can get they, they all, can take the blame for it. Yeah. No, no, I think they all called and was just like, Did you get the present? And they was like, No. No, I was like, <laughs> cool. Oh uh, well, well, it was Noah's fault in case you just you know <laughs> <laughs> I could promise you that they all definitely said that. They're like, Oh, Noah's supposed yeah. to send it out. This is on him. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? Yeah, no, there's no and I would do it the other way around. I think it was Hunter. It was definitely, it was mm-hmm. Cassidy. You know, it was not me. I blamed it on Jillian, you know, for being yeah, on the card. I wrote, I wrote, Jillian was supposed to drop it off in the mail a week ago <laughs> and she didn't. And, you know, whether that's true or not, he doesn't need to know. He doesn't need to know. All right. Let's talk Najee Harris. He opened up yesterday about the current running back situation, Dalvin Cook's release, all the worries that come with being a running back at this point in the NFL. Here's what he had to say. Yeah, especially, you know, if they say that when you turn a certain age, then you're out of your years to play, which is crazy. You know I mean, um, if you feel like you were able to play still, you know what I mean, then who is it for somebody else to say that you can't? Like, they don't know your body. You would have been in your position. They're just people riding behind the internet. They don't really know how you train. They don't know how you take care of your body. It's just people making assumptions, which they don't know nothing about. You know? So, you see, like, that can release, like, you know, especially in my position, it's like, what did they do? Dalvin Cook comes out with multiple thousand dollars. I don't know. Is it money for the team? They got to pay somebody. I don't know. But, you know, it's aisle food. I can't stop time. I mean, like, I, I don't, I can't do nothing about that. All I can do is take care of my body and show them that I'm still available. You know, I'm, I'm still, I guess all running backs to do is really just show them that, you know, the best ability is availability. So, me just showing that, you know, that I'm still who I said I was when I first got in. I think that's important, but, you know, with age, you can't stop that. Like I said, like, they just think when you turn a certain age and it's over with, which is the craziest thing possible. There's people in this league who's 30, you know what I mean, 40. You know what I mean, there was. I don't know how the hell it was time. I don't know. 45, I think. Yeah. I, damn, so that dude was 45. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, there's people in all types of you know age groups, but I think it's just a matter of how you take care of your body. I think that plays a big role. Like LeBron said something like he spent millions of dollars on his body. I mean, like, I, I ain't gonna say I but like, I, but like, I, I spend a lot of money on my body too because I know the best ability is availability. So, especially my position, take a lot of hits, you know, not with people, you know, from all types of type people, linemen or D linemen, got backers, you know, you're, you're getting hit by the whole team. So, you know, for me to take care of my body is really important. And I think I do a good job of that. And, um, you know, that's why when I look at that, it's just, it's just, it just blows my mind. You know what I mean? Like, I, I never get it, but that's just what's written. That's just what's fine. But somebody put out there, and now it's, so you hear Najee I think the most concerning thing here is that he talks about father time and I mean the best thing about this interview is him laughing at Tom Brady (laughs) hands down sometimes and Najee Harris is the best interview in Pittsburgh he hates talking to the media which I totally understand but when he does it's 
It's a lot it's of fun. Always gold. There, there are some old dudes in the Steelers media department who are Steelers, like, you know, that cover the team that will not talk to this guy that are just like, I'm not going to waste my time with Najee. I'm like, dude, I, if he makes one joke, that's all mm. I'm looking for. Like, that makes my day a little bit better. The fans love it. Everybody enjoys some good Najee Harris. But he does talk about Father Time, how he cannot beat Father Time. By the time his first NFL contract's up, he'll be pushing the age of 21 if the Steelers do not pick up his fifth-year option. If they pick up his fifth-year option, he's pushing 29 years old by the time his rookie deal is done in the NFL. Very concerning. Dalvin Cook, 27, coming off 4,000-yard seasons. Apparently the healthiest he's ever been because he finally got his shoulder replaced, and he gets released at 27 years old, one year into his next contract extension. Very concerning for to be a running back right now. Very concerning for Najee Harris. Do you think, because we, we talked last week about, or Monday, about, you know, how how awful it is. And and I think we both agree with that one. Like, you know, the, the value of a running back right now is control a whole offense, be our bread and butter. At the end of the year, we're not going to pay you. You know, that's right. that's essentially what they tell them. You look at Najee now, like, you know, do you think that the trend changes or are you very concerned that this guy's going to have a tough time with that second contract? Yeah, I think it, I think regardless of how Najee plays in the years leading up to that second contract, it's going to be really tough for him to get that second one. Yeah. At least get that second one with the same team. Um, yeah, it, it just, like he said, you know, Dalvin Cook has done everything you're supposed to do. He catches passes. He runs really hard. He's a great player. He's, been a consistent player. He's been, you know, if Justin Jefferson wasn't there, he's easily the best player on that on that offense. And even then, it's yeah. pretty debatable. Like you can you could make the argument, and still he just gets kind of chewed up and and spit out. You know, he's mm-hmm. on the field for three downs. He's he's doing everything for this team, and then nope, don't need you anymore. And I, I think I I do understand where Najee's coming from about you know they're just people who out there who just kind of believe and I've fallen victim to this mentality too, that you can just kind of replace running backs with whoever, you know, as long mm-hmm. as you have the offensive line and the quarterback and the infrastructure around him, you know, you can draft someone in the seventh round who will be just as good as the guy you're going to, you would draft in the first round. And that's just like, not, that's not always true. And that doesn't always, always pan out. Running backs still get kind of blamed for, you know, all of these, like with Dalvin Cook, I don't really understand that one either. Like, I, I don't think he was the problem with the Vikings, and I don't think he was the one handicapping their salary cap. He wasn't no. the one, you know, holding them back in the playoffs. Like, it's there Kirk were other, Cousins. yeah, yeah, it was Kirk Cousins. It was their defense. It was gave it what I I watched that game against the oh yeah ridiculous amount of points against the Giants. Yeah, right. against the Giants team with no wide receivers. Right, and and yeah. so, but still, like Dalvin Cook was the was the squeaky wheel in in this team. Um, that doesn't make any sense to me. And so, I understand, you know, Najee being a little bit. I don't know if I'd call it afraid, but a little concerned that, like, look, my days are my days might be numbered in this, and they might be, you know, th- those that number might be lower than than I might like or might expect. Yeah, I, I think you know, in hindsight, like, we're gonna hit a point where, like, if your kid, like, if my kid tomorrow was like. You don't want to go play running back I'd say, no, you're not. You're not playing running back like that's no matter how much you want to do it. You're not going to do it because I know that there's a cap there. Like I'm smart enough to realize that I get that I'm five, eight. And my fiance is five, two. And 
you know, it, I come from a very, I can't even say that because both of my brothers are like six, one doesn't make any sense <laughs> to me. Um, but I, you know, my genes are short and my kid's not making it to the NFL as it is. But if, if he was, you know, if this was a baby Gronk situation where I was totally convinced that this guy was, that this kid was going to make it, uh-huh. I would assure myself that he was not playing running back because I know that at some point he's going to hit a point where, you know, that's just, it, you're taking a beating for nothing. You know, and and that's the biggest concern I think with me. Like I tell, I tell Jilly, I tell my fiance all the time. Like I don't know if our kids will ever play football because I know what football does to people. Like I, I see the damage that it does to people's bodies and minds. Mm-hmm. And and don't get me wrong, I love football. Like it's my favorite right. thing in the world. But I want to protect my own. And to do all that, to go through that pain, to you know, cut significant years off your life and make everything after football so much more difficult because of how much blow you've put on your body in those years and to not come out of it with, you know, in Najee Harris's case, maybe not a second contract, you know, Ezekiel Elliott's case, one, one other contract. And now he's 27 years old and his career might be over. Leonard Fournette's career might be over. Kareem Hunt's career might be over. Like these guys never made the money that, the NFL is supposed to give superstars. And I think that it's going to, you know, it's going to start a trend where people get concerned and then they, you know, they stop people from playing running backs or high school kids don't want to play running back anymore. They play wide receiver or defense or quarterback or something, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a bad look for people coming up to the point where like, we're going to lose running backs, you know? And then what do you do? Where do you go from there? Right. And you wonder what the, I I wonder I'm trying to think about when the inflection point was, like where we got from, like we talked about on Monday, guys like Frank Gore or like James White, even like playing like very normal NFL careers, like playing well into their 30s and how we got from that to like, oh, the the minute you turn 25, you are over the hill, you know, as a running back. And that's like, it. I, like, I what's I the number? Is it 25? Is it 27? Like Najee's 25 years old right now. Is right. it? 27 years old that's what it's like zeke's 27 dalvin cook's 27 leonard fournette's 27 like, yeah, is, it 20, 27. like is it 27 like, years old what in a day and age where running backs can play more like receivers where they can catch more passes and not just be running headlong into defensive lines like yep. this should be an era where running backs should be as durable or not durable i guess maybe but as uh utilized yeah, is utilized and be able to to be contributors for as long as they've ever been. Yep. But no, this is this is where we're going to decide that that running backs their lives get cut short after you know five or six years in the in, in the league. That that doesn't really make any sense to me. You know, yeah. this should be this should be like a golden era for running backs again, and it's not. the The NFL wants it to be a golden era for running backs, but they also want it to. You know, the the NFL has never been a player-oriented league. It never will be a player-oriented league. It's very, you know, this is a business. That's what, you know, that's what you hear. You hear your whole life. The NFL is a business. It's tough decisions, but it's a business. And if their business is, and like, you know, like, like we go through it in our daily lives. Like, if you have an opportunity to make X amount of money and profit off of something, even though you know that others are hurting, you look at it and most people in the world go, yeah, well, you know, some people got to hurt. It'd be what it be. And the NFL is looking at this going, the eh, running backs got to hurt. It'd be what it be. Nothing we could do about it. Nothing, you know, what are we, we're going to pay somebody whose legs are going to be hurting in two years and he's not going to be as valuable. It just doesn't make any sense. And to say like, 
guys are replaceable. I believe that to an extent, but at the same time, like they're not like, right. Like how I like, I think Dalvin cooks in a different, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, no, I, no. I don't think, I, I think Dalvin cook might be in a different class than Najee Harris. Yeah. Those guys really aren't replaceable. I like, no. I don't think either of them, like you're not, you can replace them, but you're not getting the same kind of production and the same kind of value. If you try to. No, no chance. Like I don't even know Alexander or whatever the guy's first or last name or whatever it is in Minnesota. He's not a Dalvin Cook. He's not close to Dalvin Cook. The only one that made sense to me was Zeke because Tony Pollard is like right. he's a starting NFL running back. But in Najee Harris's time, and, and that's like to transition back to the Steelers here. In two years, the Steelers are going to have to make that same decision. And they're going to look at it and everybody's going to say, oh, Jalen, Jalen Warren, Jalen Warren, Jalen Warren in two years is going to be looking for the bag and nothing but the bag because this guy's getting paid less than a million dollars every single season that he's been in the league. And for the next two years, he'll make less than a million dollars. Both of those years too. When he gets a free agency contract, he's haunting for, like he's not staying in Pittsburgh to sign a mediocre deal. He's going to sign the biggest deal he could possibly get no matter where it is. And that's not going to come in Pittsburgh. Najee's going to be the option, I guess, B, maybe an option A, 1B, maybe. I don't know. Do you look at it? A lot of people want to compare this to Le'Veon Bell and say, well, you know, like they, they fall into that same situation. Najee's going to be upset about it. I kind of view it as the other way around. I think that if Najee is, is a smart businessman, which I believe that he is, and has good agents around him, the Steelers are going to look at it like we could get this guy for cheap. And Najee's going to look at it like, you know, if I make $5 million a year at 29 years old, is that really that bad? And I think that, honestly, it could work out in his favor. Yeah, I really don't think he'd get an offer better than that. No, um, no. No, Dalvin Cook's getting. I was listening to the Rich Eisen show yesterday, and uh, Ian Rappaport said that the market for Dalvin Cook right now is like $6.5 million a year. I'm like, that's right. Miles, Miles Sanders signed for $6 million a year. Like, hey, those are right. not the same person. Right, I would sign. I would sign Dalvin Cook for six and a half million dollars in a heartbeat. Like that would oh be my the gosh, yeah. decision. Yeah, any any team in the league can afford that. Like That's whatever. What I'm if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm cutting everybody. I'm. I, I don't need a running back. I got Dalvin Cook right. for six million dollars a year. Right. No. No. I don't know. I think that. Uh, I think you look at the situation, and it is definitely it's concerning. You know, it's it's very concerning. It's something to monitor for the next two years. I think the bad part is if Najee deals with one injury in those two years it's over for him. Like there's, right. you know, it's the, the line is so thin and it sucks. Cause I like Najee. I think he's a really good player. I think he's a, I think he's a good leader to any team, but the running, I think it's unfair what they're doing to running backs, but you know, but you just got to think about like, you know, if the cap changes over the next few years. Um, yeah. Like that's why I think he'll up. be worth five, $6 million. Like, because I think that, you know, everything's going to, everything's going to rise. Like in my, like when I was talking about it earlier in my to go, like I said, I said that, you know, the number could be as high as 7.5 million. And I think like that's a real in two years, like that's a realistic number is $7.5 million for like an average running back because, you know, the good one. But at that point, like what if every if every running back's getting paid 7.5 million, you don't even have to be average. You could just be a running back and you're making right. $7.5 million, whether you're great or whether you suck. So that's just that's just where we are. It stinks, man. It's a. It's a tough road for running backs. It's, we always knew it was going to be tough for Najee when he came into the league because of how old he was. But at this point, like you're, you're starting to think you, if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers in a year, you might have to start thinking future at running back position. And that's a, uh, that's a tough place to be for a team that 
seems to have, like finally found somebody. Right. That like invested a like. first round. That invested a first round pick in a running back. That's yeah, yeah, tough. yeah. Yeah, got over the Le'Veon Bell hump. And, you know, don't get me wrong, James Conner was good while he was here, but he was never a franchise guy. He couldn't stay healthy. Najee seems like that guy, you know, and yeah. age is gonna age is gonna hurt him. And the and the market's gonna hurt him as well. And that's just it stinks to see. Stinks to see. All right. I want to finish off the show here. The Steelers brought in two inside linebackers for tryouts at minicamp. Jermaine Carter, former fifth round pick out of Maryland for the Panthers, and local guy, Nick. Go ahead. You know how to say it because I don't know. Quiet, quiet, oh, quiet. Yeah, Kwiatkowski. Kwiatkowski uh, out of Bethel Park. Steel City hometown kid. Uh, went to WVU 2016 fourth round pick for the Bears. This guy's actually had a pretty decent career. He's played 57 games, 22 starts. Uh, he signed a three-year, $21 million deal like two years ago with the Las Vegas Raiders. Just didn't pan out there. Played for the Falcons last year, I think, in like 12 games on special teams. Both of them. I mean, Jermaine Carter comes in with 78 games as well and some starting experience. I, I mean, just my initial thoughts, and I, I'll get yours after, is it, it was good. It was nice to see that they had competition. Like, I was at minicamp yesterday counting the inside linebackers going, ah, some new guys here. This is it was nice to see more than five guys on the field competing for five roster spots. So, good move for me, I think. Right, and this is real competition. This isn't like, oh, we're signing an undrafted rookie who, yeah. you know, probably doesn't even have a prayer of of making the roster, maybe even the the practice squad. These guys like have some starting experience. These guys have played in the NFL and played well. Like these are these are dudes. These are real guys. Um, and these are real guys who I think could could be contributors at some point. Um, yeah, really good move because it's like I said, it's real competition. You know, it's not yeah. just bodies for the sake and that it's not bringing in bodies and then calling it competition it's these are really guys who i think could could play and be valuable because they you know proven not that long ago i think both these guys were starters in 2021 so two years ago yep. like they're not that far removed from being important pieces of, of, of pretty decent defenses too yeah no i agree i agree and i i think the thing is now we're waiting to see what one makes the team you know, because I think it, I don't know what I didn't realize that you could even try out at minicamp like they practiced normal. Mm. And I was like, oh, this is this is what a try because like before this, like a tryout is you come in, you hang out with like one position coach, you catch a couple of passes, you do some drills and mm. they're like, all right, you either look good or, you know, they pretty much yeah. predetermined if they were going to sign you coming into there. Now they like they went through a whole day, you know, they were in the locker room. So we'll see. I don't, I don't know if they're going to keep both. I don't know how long a tryout, like if it could last all three days and then they make a decision after minicamp. Um, but I agree with you. I think it's perfect that they have somebody with starting experience to kind of challenge the end, end of that roster, add some special teams ability, which I think is huge because, you know, I hope Chappelle Russell turns into something. I always hope for guys to turn into something. And I think he's a good dude, but you need to have competition at the end of a roster and to bring either of these guys in is cool. Both of them, you know, kind of being young, uh, Kwiatkowski is 30, I believe. Carter is 28, 20, 29. So they still got a couple of years left in them, but veteran experience. Good move. The The question now is, like, who are you going to cut? And I just yeah. I just take it back to a week ago, a week and a half ago when we were talking. And, you know, I was getting I, – I got roasted on Twitter and on YouTube, and I'll take it. You know, I always get roasted. I appreciate you guys for roasting me. But – Everybody was like, no, calm your role, buddy. It's the last roster spot. And I was like, yeah, no, the problem is, is that in a week, they're going to they're gonna replace this guy with somebody else. Right. And 
here we are. And if I had to guess, Jared Williams is gone and our Darius Haggins is gone in the next 48 hours. And there's just no need to do that to people to make right. them come to Pittsburgh. It's not like we're in a great city. You know, it's pouring rain all week long. <laughs> You're living in a hotel room. Like, you know, there's just uh, get it a paycheck's paycheck. But I think you make like two two grand or something. So it's not like you're like, yeah. you know, like to, yeah, you're to, not rolling, to leave man. your home. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you didn't get signed for a million dollars for a week. You made like a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars. And you're like, all right, that was uh, that was fun. Can't wait to fly home and have my dreams crushed 72 hours after I got signed to the Pittsburgh right. Steelers. Like, you know, just sometimes maybe you just slow your roll a little bit and uh, go out and get a position need like an inside linebacker that you've been looking for. Right. So. So, I don't know. We'll see. It is interesting to see uh, which one of these makes the roster. I'm sure we'll have an answer probably by Monday, I would imagine. And then from there, we'll move on. I won't lie to you. I like both of them, but it's always cool to see a, see a local kid here. I guess that guy doesn't mm-hmm. care. Like, you could sign him and cut him. He's just like, yeah, man, whatever. Like, you know, I live down the street. I live. Right. Right. Exactly. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I biked to work today from my mom's house. So, yeah. 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 But we'll see. We'll see. Good. Good guys. Players to watch. Again, it's a waiting game to see what one makes the roster, who gets caught in the in the meantime, but a good move, one that we've uh, kind of been anticipating. With that said, we're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk. Check us out anywhere you get your podcasts, and as always, find all of mine and Steven's work on allsteelers.com and our pit coverage. Remember, it is recruiting season at Inside the Panthers. I will be back on Friday with Derek. Enjoy another beautiful day in the Berg.